Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Leslie Liao, and up next for you, I have hashtag Taiwan and status update. But we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan, where we're coming to you live on Facebook and pre-recorded over shortwave radio. If you're catching us over the internet, today is Monday, June 7th. If you're listening via radio, it's Tuesday, June 8th. Like I said, I'm Leslie Liao, and joining me in the studio today is Mr. Stash Butler. Hello. Stash, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, you might think that it's just Stash and I today, and that's because it is just Stash and yeah, I Yeah, you guessed right. Well done. <laughs> well done. Prizes in the post. We're going to be bringing you about 25 minutes of what's happening in Taiwan, including a pandemic update. Um, just for those of you who are listening for the first time, Taiwan is going through its worst outbreak since the beginning of this uh, pandemic. And every week, Stash and I like to give you a little bit of update of, of what's going on and mm. what happened over the weekend. Um, today's news for here in Taiwan, also pandemic-related. Uh, we have three visitors who brought with them 750,000 doses of vaccine. Also, the Level 3 COVID alert has been extended. That's well past the first extension, which was to July 14th. When is it going to be extended to now? Well, just keep listening. Stay tuned. And then uh, President Tsai Ing-wen came forth and said that vaccinations will now be free for everybody. And uh, that was... Oh no, I'm the, I'm not that surprised. I thought that was par for the course. I think it's uh it's it's something to do with administrative fees. I think that there were before. Gotcha. Okay, so we're gonna be getting rid of those administrative fees, <laughs> and uh, a little bit light and away from the pandemic news. Taiwan's drought restrictions have been lifted, and that's after a whole weekend of uh would you believe it torrential rain. Yeah. It was raining like crazy. We love it. We love the rain. We love it. Um, it got. A little bit crazy, the rain, though, I have to say. <laughs> anyway, all that more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, like I said, Stash, uh, let's give people a little bit of um, an update about what's going on. Hmm, and sure. uh, with the pandemic, because... A little bit of good news today. I wanted. I don't want to say. I don't want to be too optimistic because I'm by by no means I'm no epidemiologist. Mm. I'm not a statistician. <laughs> um, but we had the lowest number of cases uh, in the past. How many weeks was it? I like, don't know. It's been a while, but yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we reported 211 domestic cases today, three imported, and uh, I believe a few kind of revised back. Um, yeah, it was a lower number. That uh I mean it's it's you know, it's tempting to kind of read into it a lot. Um I think we shouldn't necessarily read into it too much. I think Chen Shidong, the um health minister, was himself saying that this could be due to lower testing numbers at the weekend. Um there could be a, a number of factors behind it. But it does seem encouragingly low because, you know, it's it's really been up and down for us. It's been a you know, a roller coaster of emotion in terms of um keeping track of these COVID briefings. Because, uh, you know, 
there was a period uh, a week or so ago where it seemed that numbers were falling kind of fairly steadily. Yeah. Um, then they kind of rose uh, somewhat in the last kind of couple of days or so or three days. Yeah. And then now today they seem to have fallen again. Um, so, you know, and the whole thing, I guess the whole problem with, um, you know, with COVID restrictions and stuff is that you rarely see, you don't see the results instantly. So any decision that you make today is only going to impact numbers sort of you know about a week in the future at, at, at the most kind of generous it's that delayed gratification yeah, right it's yeah. uh it's, it's one of those things that you don't see the immediate fruits of your labor yeah you want to see immediate results but you know this uh this is this is one of those things where your present actions have a huge impact on the future yeah. and you're absolutely right so today they confirmed 211 domestic infections which is reported to be the lowest single-day number of cases the country has seen in over three weeks. So that was that's that's an interesting dip because if you look back at the graph, there was another like a second peak yeah. maybe oh last week. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, and um, I am a fir- I'm I'm going to say it every week. I'm a firm believer that so long as there are backlog cases, we do not have an accurate picture mm. of how this uh, this pandemic is trending. And the nice thing was. Um, we we seem to be, be caught up with the backlog. Yeah, that's good. So much so that the health minister says that uh, they're no longer going to report on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. I thought that was meant to start today. Actually, I don't. I don't. I don't I'd have to look back now. Yeah. But but yeah, it's uh it's definitely it's definitely encouraging. Jason Stevens is writing in saying that uh, their experience in Melbourne uh, in Australia was that it bounced up around a bit, but bounced down. As long as it's not doubling every day, you've got it. Yeah. So it's it's. I mean, it's one of these things where I think Jason Stevens, he's writing into us from Australia and he they've they've had experience with this, right? Australia has they've went into a hard lockdown for like yeah. three months, I think. Yeah. Uh just to get COVID under control. In Taiwan it's kinda like new territory. Yeah. So a lot of people are thinking as long as this thing's not going down that we're not making good progress and there's reason to be um there's reason to be pessimistic. Yeah. But, I mean, it's definitely an interesting thing to be a stage to be at i mean i i mean i obviously haven't been monitoring like the covid cases of countries everywhere but yeah. like to have it level for like i mean a pretty much level for like two or three weeks now yeah seems quite weird doesn't it i mean because you know it it, e- it seems to either kind of grow exponentially i mean you have to be at a very specific point right which is this r value of of one theoretically where for the for the number to stay the same um but we just happen to be exactly at that number yeah. you know every person who gets infected is giving it to about one other person that's the r that's the yeah. r value yeah, that yeah, they keep yeah. talking about right so the r value is on average how many people an infected person will infect yeah and authorities have said that um as if that r value gets under one then we have good hope of uh, containing well, the yeah, outbreak. Well, yeah, because then then the number, you know, mathematically speaking, it will, it will just go down. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it just seems to... We seem to be hovering around one, I guess. <laughs> I mean, um, like you said, as long as it's not going up exponentially, right? Yeah. Um, the situation in Taiwan, a uh, number of things to cover that we're going to be covering in stories coming up. Uh, one big thing is that we're talking about vaccinations. Mm. And uh, I'm sure John and Shirley covered this last week on Friday when Japan sent Taiwan 1.24 million doses. Yeah. The fascinating thing about that was, did you know that from conception to delivery, yeah. that entire thing took like 10 days? Yeah, it's, it's 
crazy. It isn't was it? insane. <laughs> and then um, the, the prime minister, the Japanese prime minister right now, Yoshihide Suga, he was talking about it. But there was uh, rumors that the real person who pushed this was uh, Shinzo Abe. Oh really? The, oh, yeah, I think the I was prime minister about before. This, yeah. But um, in news that I want to talk about today is uh, three American senators visited Taiwan. They landed in Taiwan yesterday. And um, there's three American cross-party senators, um, and they are visiting Taiwan. And the most fascinating thing to me about their visit is that they landed in a Boeing C-17. <laughs> and those planes are massive. Really? Yeah, they are. They're, 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 they're basically air tankers on how a ship. How do you know this? How, do you, how are you like... I like airplanes. Really? I like airplanes. Are you a plane enthusiast? Yeah, uh, not, not, I wouldn't say enthusiast, but like I see a plane in the air. I'm like, I wonder what that is. Or like, I can tell you what maybe... Really? Like, what, what manufacturer Where did that come from? When did that start? Since I was a little kid, man. Really? I loved airplanes. I wanted to be a pilot growing up. So what's the difference between a 747 and a 787? A 747 is a little older, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but like like I said, the C-17s are huge. Yeah. And they landed in a, in a relatively small domestic airport, which is Taipei Songshan mm. Airport. That's not the major gateway into the country. No. The major international gateway is Taoyuan International yeah, Airport. Yeah, I guess they just didn't want to have to commute. <laughs> I have no idea how they landed something that heavy and that big. Really? Um, in Taipei. Anyway, the three senators visiting is uh, one's from Illinois. It, that's Senator Lada Tommy Duckworth, and she's a fascinating figure, mm. man. She's uh, an Iraq war vet. She was a helicopter pilot, uh, double amputee. She does really great stuff, and it's very interesting to see her here because I follow her career in the states, mm. and she is um, she's she does she does good work. It's so fascinating man yeah. it's almost like uh, when hollywood stars come to taiwan yeah, yeah, yeah like you see them do all this philanthropy and then you see all them do all this great stuff in the states and they come to taiwan you're like you're in taiwan <laughs> of all countries that's that's uh insane it's kind of strange another person here is um senator coons and he is a from delaware close friend of president joe biden and rumor had it he was once the uh the the person to be Secretary of State mm. for the United States. Right. So to have his, someone like him here, it's a very interesting, uh, interesting development. I so, would so say. He, he was Secretary of State. He was one of the people primed to be Secretary of right. State. Right. And then now uh, it's Anthony Blinken. Anthony Blinken got it. Yeah. Because he, but he's close friends with. Uh, I, yeah. With I mean, it seems Biden. like Joe Biden has a lot of friends in the Senate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, he spent a lot enough time there. He's I mean, been he's there for so long. Decades. Yeah. Here's the big thing, though. Why did the senators have to land here in such a big plane? And that's because, um, I think they. Oh no no no! They 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 announced the donation of seven hundred and fifty thousand doses of COVID nineteen vaccines. Whether or not they brought it with them, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's not actually. entirely clear, really. Yeah, yeah it's not. They're, they're they're very ambiguous about it. But these senators, they took off from Korea. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think, I think they I think they did bring the doses because what happened was last week, uh, the U S donated seven million doses of um of vaccine to mm. countries in asia mm. and that shipment went to korea mm. and then that's why they they also came with this plane to taiwan right, right, right. to also bring but that those i think those vaccines need to be stored in pretty cold temperatures i, think, I, I yeah. wonder if those planes are equipped it depends as well i think on the on the on the yeah. vaccines on the plane but uh, this is definitely coming at a very vital time uh taiwan's been scrambling to get vaccines 
And uh, so the donate the U.S. donated seven hundred fifty thousand doses of vaccine. Japan's one point two four million. So that's about one point nine nine million. And then there was like another one hundred fifty thousand shipment of Moderna. So there's about two million vaccines in Taiwan right now. And I think the Moderna is about to get authorized for uh, use tomorrow. Really? They're still going through inspection. Like yeah. that's always the thing, right? Yeah, 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 you all yeah. the the vaccines come. You have to check them, make sure they're okay. Yeah. And um, when they do... Because we haven't had any Moderna so far. It's all just been AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca. Yeah. They didn't say what uh, what the, the U.S. senators brought with them. Yeah. I, they, I, there was, I think there was some media reports. There was some Johnson & Johnson, which is the uh, the single-dose yeah. vaccine, um, American vaccine that was... Uh, that might be coming, but uh, it's kind of unclear at the moment, I think. Um, Mickey Lynn says, hello, guys. Jen Delari says, I used to live on the landing pattern for Kelly Air Force Base in Texas in the 80s. We'd see C-5s coming in multiple times a day. They're huge. And then, yeah, so Jen Delari knows C-5s <laughs> are huge. Like, C-17s are, like, gigantic. I, ca- I can't get over how big it is. Um, Jason Stevens says, sending a message to China, perhaps, Maybe I mean, there's been a lot of speculation about that. Mm. Um, about why the senators came. About why the senators came. About the vaccines. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you know Taiwan is part of this kind of geopolitical kind of struggle. But sometimes it's just people being nice to Taiwan. You know, it doesn't always have to be have something to do with China. <laughs> I mean, Taiwan's Taiwan. The, the reason why Japan uh, donated. Well, one of the reasons why Japan said they donated vaccines was because uh, 10 years ago, there was a huge earthquake in, in Japan on March 11th. And yeah. Taiwan donated and helped a lot j- yeah. during that time. And one of the nice things that Japan said was just like, oh, we're donating these, we're donating these vaccines to you, Taiwan, because you paid uh, the vaccines like 10 years ago. During <laughs> that. So it was, it, it was a really, really nice exchange. It was, um, I was very, very... I, I, I'm, I was like, thank you, Japan. Yeah. Thank you, Japan. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, even yeah. have the words. Yeah. Um, I like the sign that they had on the, the, the press briefing. Chen Shijong, the health minister, put up with this kind of sign. It will, they all have Shiba's, these dogs on yeah. them. Um, I think this one did too, just sort of thanking Japan. It's just like, I wonder who the graphic designers are of these things. They must have some kind of... They, they definitely have somebody there. Yeah. Just like just like cropping In-house. out the, the Shiba Inu. Yeah. That's, the, just, that's their job. Uh, Mickey Lynn says, Day off tomorrow I don't, and I don't have any place to go. Don't go anywhere, Mickey. Trust me. Don't go anywhere. Stash and I are in the office maybe two days a week. I'm only in one, actually. You're in the one. Yeah, one. Yeah. I'm in two days a when week. When do you, you come in on Thursday as Thur- well? Uh, Monday. Oh, uh, Wednesday. 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 Uh, Monday, okay, Wednesday. Fair. And... Uh, the rest of the time I'm in my house, it's not a problem. What are you doing in your house? Uh, I have a routine, man. I wake up, I have my coffee, I have my vitamins, my probiotics, and then uh, I watch a bit of news, and then I do my exercises. Where do you do your exercises? Just in my living room, man. Yeah, yeah YouTube. It's a great <laughs> teacher, man. Is it yoga with Adrienne? <laughs> uh, no, but I've, I have put some yoga into my uh, into my regimen. It's yeah. very interesting. <laughs> because you used to th- I used to look at yoga and I was just like, how does that train you in any way, sort of form? Yeah. But holding those poses, they are. Uh, it depends. It can vary quite a lot. And some, some, I mean, some of them is just like, I don't know about you, but I'm very unflexible. Uh-huh. So uh, it just... Um, it shows. It really shows. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were just like, they're, they're just like, oh, make sure you put your foot all the way up to your lower back. I'm like, how do you do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going to snap something. Yeah. Anyway. Jason uh, Stevens says, Leslie is cooking steak. Oh, mm. yeah. I am cooking steak. I do a lot of cooking. And yeah. the, thing, the nice thing about cooking is um, 
you got the time to be patient with your food now, right? Because mm. usually you go home, you, it's like seven o'clock. Yeah. You have like two hours max to do prep work, cooking work, and uh, and just and eating, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to just blaze through whatever recipe yeah, you can yeah, find. Yeah. And uh, now it's just like I'm at home. I can wash the oven. I can wash the stove. And I can just throw it in there, low low temperature. Just wait for it. The yeah. hardest part is yeah. just waiting. Yeah, and the patience Staving to not off just the hunger. eat. Anyway, uh, the thanks for uh, thanks for telling me that you guys pay attention to what I post on my feed. <laughs> you guys, that's uh, is that's that a, worrying or is that relief? Nah, I I put it on there with the intent <laughs> for people to see it. You know. Uh, and like I said earlier, Taiwan has extended its level three COVID alert. We've been in a level three COVID alert, at least up here in Taipei, since May 15th. Yeah. And, um, the... it's, yeah, it's kind of like a soft lockdown, I guess. I mean, that's, that's probably the phrase that makes most sense to people yeah. internationally. It's, um, you know, it's kind of, um... I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I suppose places, food uh, joints have all been closed now. Uh, they weren't at the very beginning. Mm. That's kind of been a gradual thing. Um, broadly speaking, things are shut. But there are, I think, the the place where there is probably still additional pressure to be applied is on the workplace, I guess. Workplace and then uh, traditional markets is another place. Yeah, like those are still open. Yeah. They're, they're getting they're they're getting limited um, in in some. I mean, that you know, working hours. Lots of restrictions are being placed on them. It's been a very soft like clamping down on the yeah. traditional yeah. markets. The traditional markets they're hard to regulate because a lot of them are outside. Yeah, there's so many like ways to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, it's not just like a building where there's one way in, one yeah. way out. And and you you can't really guarantee that you know you're going to catch every who wants to go in yeah at the same time people are saying well you have this huge outdoor space where people are interacting not only that but there's like food and money getting exchanged it's gonna it's 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 gonna be like a, a pandemic loophole mm. anyway level three alert has as of today has been extended until june 28th it, that would the the first time it was supposed to be finished on june 14th mm. June 14th. And then now the officials came forth and said, well, I don't think we're going to have this uh, contained in a, any serious in measure week, yeah. within a week. So we're going to be doing this until 28th. Now, that in that comes with a, a few restrictions. Like you said, restaurants cannot offer indoor eating, um, but they can do delivery or they can do takeout. And a lot of restaurants have been doing in, uh, takeout and delivery. Um Gatherings of more than 10 people outdoors are not allowed. Gatherings of more than five people indoors are not allowed. I believe it's actually five. It's five is also not allowed. Oh, five is think, also not allowed. I think so. I think it's four is the max. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, I understand. But All yeah, right. I mean, that was, that was the, yeah, this is the case before as well. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Jason Stevens asked what's going on with the Dragon Boat Festival. The Dragon Boat Festival is a kind of traditional uh well yeah Taiwanese thing that it's happens the, the long weekends next week yeah right and um so the dragon boat festival was one thing that the health minister zeroed in on and he was just like all right i know everybody wants to go home and to be with their family for the long weekend but at the same time the more people we have on the move the more people we have outside the more risk that we are of spreading covid19 even yeah, more yeah and um he urged people not to go home and a lot of people uh, at first, they didn't listen. Like all the train tickets were booked, uh, mm. high-speed rail train tickets that were jam jam booked, mm. and then 
because the pandemic is worse in is the worst in Taipei, right? Yeah. And how it works in Taiwan is there's a lot of people residing in Taipei whose homes are in other parts of Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. And the other parts of Taiwan haven't been as hard a hit no. as Taipei or Great or, or New Taipei. Yeah. Um, and the real concern is just that you have this mass exodus of people leaving Taipei. What are the odds that they're going to spread this disease even more when they go home? Yeah. So a lot of uh, local leaders came together and they were just like, you know, guys, uh, we need to be safe. Please uh, reconsider coming home. Yeah. And there was a huge ticket return Yeah. Uh, for the Taiwan Railways Administration. Mm. I think... The number was over a hundred thousand tickets were wow. canceled or returned, yeah. and um, there were no cancellation fees for that. Yeah, so that was also the government giving some just help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely you know that's the last thing you want. I mean, there's these kind of big events, yeah, uh, that risk spreading the virus even more. I mean, you know, it's it's always hard if it's something that kind of you know to take that away from people but i think at this time it's kind of really necessary yeah so that's what's going on with the dragon ball festival jason uh let's move on to the next story that i have is uh free vaccinations for the people now before when vaccination vaccination rollout was relatively slow in taiwan yeah and that was i would say attributed to the fact that before this outbreak we had it largely under control life was pretty much normal and people were like we don't really need a vaccine yeah. because things are still normal. You actually got a vaccine. I did, yeah. Um, as part of a self-payment program. And yeah. that was because the government had had an excess of vaccines and they made it available to people who were willing to pay for it. And they were made it available to people who were not necessarily on the priority list because even people on the priority priority list weren't taking the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, so now that this outbreak happened... Those self-payment programs are gone. Yeah, you cannot get a vaccine. No, 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 no. Right? So what did, did they say what they're going to do? You only got one dose. I, it's not really clear. I only have one dose. So uh, it's not entirely clear at the moment what's going to happen with uh, my second dose. Uh-huh. Uh, I imagine, uh, you know, I, I think different places have been vaccinating. It's kind of between 8 and 12 weeks, uh-huh. I guess, uh, that lots of people have been doing it. Um, I imagine that maybe around the end of that period, I might be offered the second one. Uh, I, I imagine the, go- the government is surely aware that there are people out there who've had only one and yeah, yeah, yeah. a second. So um, I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll figure that one out. But yeah, so for the moment, that self-paid scheme has been suspended. And the government has also cancelled, uh, in order to encourage more people to get vaccinated. I mean, mm. again, that's less of a problem now than it was before. But uh, in order to keep that kind of going they have cut the administrative sort of surcharges. So in, in theory, these are publicly funded, uh, but there was actually a, a small fee that you had to pay mm. uh, in many cases up front, yeah. uh, which amounts, amounts to about, uh, what is that? 300 NT, it's about 10, 10, $10. US dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, not astronomical, but you know, possibly a hindrance for people who, who otherwise wanted to get vaccinated. You mean you could do with a lot of three? You can do a lot with three hundred. Yeah, in Taiwan. <laughs> uh, that's is, that's that's a good that's a good that's a good. You can have three meals probably. For yeah, that. I mean, if you're if you're really uh, frugal about it. Yeah. Uh, and this vaccination rollout scheme, which is you know government covered. It's uh it's covered by a four million four billion new Taiwan dollar budget, uh, which was part of the latest uh, relief package that is uh, that was approved to be spent, but how it's spent is still going review. Yeah. In uh in the legislature, and that's all we have for pandemic news today. <laughs> <laughs>
right, and our last story is that um, drought restrictions have been lifted in central Taiwan. Yes. Before, uh, water was only being supplied five days out of every week, and then for the other for two days, like the water was cut off. But because of a huge rainstorm or a rain front that's just been. I don't want to say pummeling Taiwan, but it's just been hitting us really hard. Did you see like some of the pictures of the floods? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that was, that, that, those were all in Taipei as well. That right? was all in Taipei, and uh, the flooding was like nothing I've ever seen before. It's kind of like a foot deep, you know, a couple of you know, a couple of feet deep even. Yeah, and um, one guy had to get rescued in Kaohsiung really because he was in a tunnel, and the firefighters the only way they can get to him was by swimming. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, by <laughs> swimming. So uh, this is out of my pay grade. It was really, it was the real deal. But uh, the silver lining of having so much rain is that drought restrictions have been lifted, yeah. and uh, for now the water supply will not be an issue, even though the reservoirs are not at max. Yeah, capacity. we need still need a typhoon though. Still need a typhoon. Yeah, still need a typhoon. Uh, anyway, that's about all we have for here in Taiwan today. Thank you so much for joining us. Anyway, for here in Taiwan, I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Slash Butler, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week on the show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether that's social media memes or a piece of news that people are just really talking about a lot, or maybe it's just something I saw on my Facebook feed. You never know what you're going to get. Well, this week, I do have a story for you from my own social media feed. My friend Tiffany is a dessert shop owner in Taipei City, and if you didn't know, Taiwan is going through its worst COVID outbreak since this pandemic began, and small business owners like her are really having a hard time staying afloat. Despite this, though, Tiffany found it within herself to donate desserts to frontline medical workers fighting COVID-19 at a hospital in Taipei. But shortly after she did that, somebody else uh, came to her small business and extended an even nicer gesture. And this is the story I'm going to cover in hashtag Taiwan today. It's a feel-good piece that's meant to lift your spirits in these uncertain times. Enjoy. This is Tiffany. She's a friend of mine, and she owns a dessert shop in Taipei City. In fact, you can say Tiffany is a friend of RTI because she and her shop have been featured on Andrew Ryan's program. Tiffany's shop specializes in shaved ice, and boy, they are delicious. That's just my opinion, though, and no, this hashtag won't be dedicated to endorsing her desserts, even though once again, they are delicious. Tiffany shared a heartwarming story that popped up on my social media feed that I just had to share. The story goes like this: Tiffany and her sister, who also owns a dessert shop, collaborated and donated 100 desserts to medical workers at Far Eastern Memorial Hospital in New Taipei City last Friday. Four days later, on Tuesday, Tiffany said a customer passing by her shop beckoned one of the shopkeepers outside. Just as a reminder, restaurants all over Taiwan are not allowed to have dine-in customers. Restaurants can only offer delivery or takeout. That's why the customer didn't go inside her store. When Tiffany's employee stepped outside, the customer handed her a wad of cash and told them to use it to buy desserts for more frontline pandemic personnel. Tiffany was moved by this turn of events, 
So much so that she included three crying emojis. She also threw in a slew of hashtags like hashtag Taiwan is full of warmth, hashtag thank you to this anonymous customer, hashtag another round for frontline medical workers, hashtag keep it up Taiwan, hashtag keep it up medical workers, and hashtag keep the kindness going. I followed up with Tiffany in a text interview. She's a little camera shy. Apparently, the anonymous customer told Tiffany's shop that it could use the money to give desserts to any frontline pandemic workers like firefighters. It didn't necessarily have to go to medical workers. She said that customer donated enough to buy at least 200 desserts. Tiffany said what moved her the most was the customer's willingness to entrust their money to her store to carry out the task. She said that the food and beverage industry is taking a big hit during this pandemic, with her store seeing a 50-60% to 60 drop in sales. So I think it says a lot that Tiffany is willing to donate desserts to medical staff at a time when her shop is struggling. Tiffany said she hopes that her desserts can bring a little joy to busy medical workers. And I think that goes back to her hashtag, keep the kindness going. There's an understanding that even though her shop is struggling, medical workers on the front line are having a harder time fighting COVID. And during a time when people are out here arguing about vaccinations, prevention efforts, pandemic alerts, stay-at-home orders, mutations, cluster infections, infection hotspots, rapid tests, PCR tests, it's comforting to hear about nice people out here doing nice things. And that's the exact kind of energy that makes me think, we're gonna be okay. Did you guys enjoy that story as much as I did? Well, I gotta say, when it first came up on my Facebook feed, it made me stop and go, wow, there really is still some nice stuff going on during these terrible times. Anyway, that's just about gonna do it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed listening to this show. And I forget to tell you every week, but I do take user submissions um, if you guys see something online that you'd like me to cover on Hashtag Taiwan. I've yet to dedicate an episode to a fan submission, so who knows? Send me one and you can be the first. You can find me on the RTI website or the RTI Facebook page, which is Radio Taiwan International, or look for me on the RTI YouTube channel, which is RTI English. Or maybe even look up our Facebook page at Taiwan Insider. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventriest. We're going to begin to your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listen to. And uh, just, uh, yeah, we just love hearing from you. But uh, before we do that, we're going to update our personal status a little bit in the beginning before we get to your letters. So um, we are on level three COVID uh, alert. alert which means that you should try to stay home as much as possible. Essential businesses are still open, you gotta, yes. but you got to wear masks indoors and out. And I think um, in most, yeah. a lot of places, uh, especially smaller places, I think indoors, it's like five people is the five, maximum. Yes. Ten outdoors. Yes, that is right. And so, I don't know, food shopping has been quite an issue for me. Really? Um, yeah, especially, problems. especially after, you know, my nurse daughter, um, she was going like, don't go outdoors. You have to. Where I you know. Get food from? So, so it, like, you know, um, my, and then I was telling her and she got upset because my son was like out one day last week biking 
and he actually rented a U-bike, one of those rental the bikes. The public ones. Yes, the public ones. And mm. because she just couldn't stand it at home, he was getting all fidgety. And he actually went and um, rode to my in-laws, maybe a good 15-minute ride, I would think, or maybe faster if he's fast. And uh, just decided to run some errands with them, you know, go buy grocery shopping and stock up. But when she heard about that, said, no. And I said, but you know your brother, he gets fidgety and he doesn't know what to do, just mm. stuck at home. He's, she says, well, go go exercise in the balcony or something like that. We have this small balcony where we hang our laundry. Yeah, yeah. And I said, what? And then she said, well, maybe go up on the roof of the apartment complex or something. What and you so, can do is get him a, 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 like a, a stationary bike or a weight set or something. To... Okay, we are slowly getting some uh, weight equipments. We yes. got a, uh, one of those trainer bench already. Right, I got one of those too. Oh, good. It was, um, it, it was quite an adventure putting together because it's like... Same here. More confusing than Ikea instructions. <laughs> right. Hey, we were talking about food issue, but we'll get back to that. Okay. Um, um, so now we're, we're still waiting for the weights. Okay. Okay. Um, the dumbbells. Um, and I think, oh, we, we got a mat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, you good You need too. one of those, yeah, thick mats right, to go on the floor. Um, so, yeah, um, but while waiting, you know, my son can get really edgy and fidgety and everything. And so, yeah, she just was upset because she's saying that you never know what you get out there. The thing is, that I said, I mean, okay, I could have probably passed a COVID patient, like COVID positive, like on the street, but it's like a matter of seconds. But she goes, you never know that he might have coughed right there. And then, you know, the virus is on the ground for a good couple of minutes before it dissipates. And so you could catch it. It could get on your clothes and you go home and you pass it to your family members. And I was going like, okay, if that's coming from my nurse daughter. So then I got a little... But you've got to, like, you have to buy food, though. I know. And you've got a family to feed. So then I was asking online with some friends and said, how do you deal with grocery shopping? And it turned out that everybody is going out to get grocery shopping so here's the, once I mean, or twice here, every week. Here's the thing. The other thing with the level three alert that we didn't mention yet is that everywhere you go in public, uh, including metro stations and, of course, supermarkets, you have to, before entering, send the government a text yeah. That has an identification number and oh, I guess a, a timestamp yeah. from uh, your cell well, phone. Right. And so they know where you've been. And if you, you've been near anyone who tests positive, they'll let you know. So I don't think you have to worry about it. I know, but I still don't want... You've got a I, mask? Yeah. Everyone else has a mask? But then... People are keeping social distancing, like the, the lines, and the queues. Be, they have be, little stickers on the ground telling you where you to stand. you could be asked to be quarantined. And I was going... You could be. I could be. But you could. And you I want to avoid that. But how are you getting to work? Are you taking the metro? No, my husband and my okay. son are taking turns driving me to work. So. So like you could you could get it anywhere. I don't know. I I, I get a little uptight every now and then, but you know, um. As, but once I hear that all my friends are and you're not, still making grocery yeah. shopping trips, and, and I you're said, not you're not near one of the hot spots. <laughs> Where you live is not near one of the hot and the outbreak. Well, hot spots. I heard that the Carrefour near, which I don't go now because it's a big shopping mall, and I'm more worried about that than the small supermarket down from where I live because mm. you can just like run in and run out. But a big mall, you know, supermarket. But a big mall leaves more uh, chance for social distancing. Okay, I, I can't believe this is all coming from you, John. <laughs> Thinking, I, okay, I should be more calm and not get so uptight, right? Yeah, because I was like, really, I want, I need input so, well, as to just, how to deal with the food issue. I just don't touch things. 
I don't use cart shopping carts or bag. I bring my own bags. Oh, that's a good reusable bags. Only as much as you can carry. Yeah. And um, get in and out. Okay, that's a good. What? See, I need input like that. Okay. And, and they have hand sanitizers, but the other thing you can do, and I'm not sure if it works for for COVID. There's like a antiviral spray you can buy. I I, I got one of those at home. So and if you do those things and wash your hands when you get back. Yeah. I think you stand a good chance of being okay. You can always miss some spots, you know. I don't know, but I guess... I always wash my hands twice <laughs> when I come home. I'm um, starting to to do the actual good hand washing, like getting in between the fingers and that kind of stuff because I didn't used to do that so before. What I always do is I wash my hands first, first thing I come home, and then I yeah. use alcohol and that virus things to wipe down my keys and my phone because they've yeah. been out all day touching things. I, I realized that. And then I wash my hands again, and then you're clean. How about your clothes? Change. Okay. So you should do you should change your clothes and everything before you disinfect your hands again. Um, I mean, you, you should... can. Well, I usually, would, don't, you, I usually would... don't change my clothes right away because I'm not near anyone. Like I'm at work or and I, if I'm on the metro, I'm not standing near anyone. But I feel like you never know who you've been. If you've not been within six feet or whatever it is, two meters with people... But and what you haven't if, been touching things. You haven't been touching things. Well, what if some somebody in RTI has, is asymptomatic and you we just don't know. But through con- the, the very strict contact tracing they've been putting in place for weeks now. Yes. That should show up. That's true. That they because they have they can't have developed it spontaneously. They must have been near someone else who has it. Uh-huh. You know okay. what I mean? So that that's what contact tracing's about. Mm. Whether they have it or not, they'll be put in quarantine. Well, then we're doing a really good job at contact tracing then. I think well, we're, we're, it, we're good. It depends on people's honesty. Right? And I think that's probably the flaw. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the other, yeah, yeah, I know. There's still people who are lying. I mean, look at how that Wang Hua, you know, that adult entertainment. Well, that was before venue. they had that, though. That was before they put that contact tracing system in with the cell phone text, I mean. Before they were just like asking people. And that's very inefficient. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's just that, you know, when people don't want other people to know that they've been to a certain place that they weren't supposed to go, they lie. And yeah. that that's where where the loophole is. But well, that can't be helped. It's not only happening in Taiwan. I think it's around the world. I mean I think it's if, one of people's human beings' flaws if all and you weaknesses. Go, if all you do is go to the supermarket, I think you're okay. Yeah. You're not going to like well you can't. Nothing else is open pretty much. Well, okay. You're not going to a gym or a bar no. or, a, or a sporting event. You can't go to any of those things. So you're not like yeah. in contact with lots of people for a long period of time. I think you're... I don't know. Sometimes good... we're on the phone with our in-laws. My mother-in-law is like very edgy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and she's like, she says, don't go shopping. You know, do everything online. But we're telling them that... If you do grocery shopping online, it won't come to you for another 10 days. Right. It's not They're very totally convenient. backed up on the orders. <clears throat> and so it's like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? You know? And you can order takeout. Actually, we have a friend, but... you know, a distant friend. Um, he got COVID and he's in one of those negative pressure room right yeah. now uh, in Lincoln um, Hospital. And he said he hardly went out of his house. He doesn't know how he even got it. Now, mm. that is scary. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I got a friend in, in the UK, mm. in Edinburgh, and he um, he got it. And then he's a father of three daughters and a wife. But then the rest of his family, uh, four of them, they tested. 
they were good thing they were negative and so then he never got out of the house he wondered how he got it so finally on his own he figured that it must be maybe the letters the mail that came in hmm. yeah but i've heard that that's usually <laughs> not been, not possible well because because i actually asked about this earlier oh, really? in the pandemic when i got mail from the states yeah. and we didn't have very many cases and uh yeah in the amount of time i was told it's been in, uh, you know it takes to get to you right i, I don't think the virus can can survive that survive long. that long right so there are some un I don't know. I just feel like I have so many. I have so many relatives questions. living in the states <laughs> where things were really bad for a long time, yeah. and none of them got sick. Mm, okay. They were all careful. So yeah. that to me says that we'll probably, if we take, as long as we're careful. if we do what we're supposed to do, uh, we stand a good chance of being okay. All right. And you know what? I've resolved to just uh, do and we don't have. Yeah. Uh, it's not like some countries where it's surging either. The numbers are fairly stable day to day by day. A couple yeah. hundred here, a couple hundred there. Right. Uh, it's not. It's not a upward not curve. A, yeah, it's not. It's exponential kind of increase. Yeah. Right. So. So. I think. We all right. Can maybe we're good, right? Yeah, we're good. Don't let down your guard. <laughs> but you can. You you need to eat. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I resolved to Western cooking because it's so much more convenient that way. Oh, I make a casserole. Yeah. You know, it can last for a couple of days and heat it up and eat that way and make a soup, you know. And um, that, that that that's worked out better yeah. for me. And spaghetti, you know. Make it, that actually is a good idea. Buying more, than you, buying more than you need for at once. And right. And making not, it last. Not like, you know, the reason why Taiwanese people are going to traditional markets when they really shouldn't be is because Taiwanese people are more into like getting fresh produce and yeah. then chopping up and stir fry and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, yeah, I take the Western way of eating, Leftovers. which I think it's, it works better and more convenient. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're doing good in Taiwan. Yeah. So, well, yes. not as good as we were. Right. At by any imagine, right. imagination. Right. But, but actually, yeah, I need to be calm and not worry so much. Okay. Great. Well, this has been a good talk with John and calming me down. <laughs> but um, let's get to your letters. Yes, we always love to hear from you. Just what programs you listen to and give us tips on how we can do better or just any prom uh, you know complications you got while listening to our programs. In any case, our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw and you can always find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. All right, we've got a letter here from Motofumi Kai of uh, Tokyo, Japan. And it says here, um, he listened in on May 11th. Well, we just got it now. But in, in any case, we're, we're glad to get your letter. Oh, and thank you, um, because we got your vaccines. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. And the Japanese um, vaccines right, have just right. arrived. Yeah, More than a so million, much. that's a lot. Yeah, this is great. Um, so he listened in at 15320 kilohertz. And simple rating was 35333. Um, he listened to my program, Jukebox Republic, as I mean, my music program. He said about my one day trip to Longtan in Taoyuan, uh, how I played a song which had sort of Enka style. Part of, the, part of the lyrics was in Japanese, yes. And also a song called Purple Lipstick Mark. I know, I, there's a reason why I was doing this, because I, I, it's been a while. I think maybe because of lipstick. Yeah, because I maybe I was thinking like you know um, I'm wearing masks so I can save money on lipstick or something like that. I don't need to put on makeup, you know, and that kind of thing. And then there was another song called "Enjoy the Freedom" and "Thank You for Your Hospitality," 
And okay, it says, hello, this is my first reception report in 2021. I feel sorry for my long silence. That's quite all right. As you can imagine, Isa have been in a difficult condition, probably like you, under the crisis brought about by the COVID-19. Many cities in Japan are in emergency situation. There are too many difficulties around me to name all of them. Life is not what it was before the crisis. Fortunately, there's nobody among my relatives who are infected with COVID-19. I always listen to your programs on the internet in Japanese and French and sometimes in English. Today, I found some free time after lunch and tried to listen to you on shortwave, succeeding in listening to your program. I was pleased in particular to listen to the first song played in the program, Jukebox, because it was Enka style. Uh, some And he wrote, this in uh, Chinese characters. Some part of the song was in Japanese, which of course I understood the part clearly. As I have never visited Taoyuan, but I watched on TV a program featuring this area of Taiwan and was fascinated with this beauty watching it. Since I had li- this information about the area, I was able to share this. Thus, in some sense, about my, yeah, so about my one day trip there. I really enjoyed today's show. Thank you very much. If the detailed reception corresponds to your station log, it would be greatly appreciated to send me your verification card to confirm my reception. Well, thank you so much for the details. And that was for Tofumi Kai from Tokyo, Japan. We have a letter here from Sunil Deep writing to us from India. It says, Good morning. Once again, it is my pleasure to write to you again. Attached is my monthly report for June of your station. I hope it will be very useful for your engineering department. I would appreciate QSL cards from you, and I'm pleased to stand as your station monitor, uh, although I have yet to get a reply from you. This week, there is a decrease in the COVID-19 cases reported from Calicut in Kerala State, where I am staying. Lockdown was introduced since May the 8th as a safety measure, and the outcome is slowly reflecting. Authorities have tightened the security measures in areas where triple lockdown was introduced. Step-by-step shops are opening in alternative days, strictly in consultation with the authorities. But there have been... uh, But... Deaths in our area is on an increasing trend. It's so, I'm sorry to note that there is an increase in the number of patients affected by COVID-19 in your country. Hope that mankind survives all these threats and eradicate the pandemic soon from this earth. I wish you good health and prosperity. I'm still enjoying the wonderful songs on Just the Classics, which is presented in a different style. The 20-minute program status update is one of the best listener participation programs of RTI. Uh, every week, the program becomes more and more colorful because of the good coordination of the hosts. And I would like to ask the following question on the program. Is lockdown again introduced in Taiwan due to the recent spread of the second wave of COVID-19? For us, it's the first wave, actually. Mm-hmm. And we're not in lockdown. No. Not not yet. Uh, right. And I don't think there's any sign of them moving towards that right now. Right. We're at a state where a lot of public venues are closed. Uh, gyms, bars, places of entertainment. Um, but right. businesses are generally still open and running. People are just encouraged to uh, stay home as much as possible. Lots of people are working from home. And as we've said, you have to let the government know where you go everywhere. Before you go in, you have to scan in a, a, with a QR code that sends right. a text to them. Even right. coming into the office, we have to do that. That's right. Well, I've got a letter from Roger Tidy of England. And it says here, he listened on May 26th, it was. And the programs he heard was here in time to adjust to classics. In Here in Taiwan, Natalie and Shirley t- discussed the current situation regarding COVID-19 in Taiwan, mentioning the country is now in level three of the fight against the virus and will stay at that level until June 14th. Yes, for now. It was also reported that taxi companies in Taiwan, well, I think it was one particular taxi company in Taiwan, have started delivering takeaway meals as a means of compensating for the loss of ordinary business, and that the U.S. has promised to send Taiwan a large number of shots of the AstraZeneca um, vaccine. Yeah, Japan just did send us a whole lot. Yeah, so. that too. So, yeah, thanks to them. 
Moreover, as this was a live recorded edition of the program, there were a number of spontaneous responses to the program from listeners around the world. Natalie and Shirley did a good job of presenting the program, which succeeded in maintaining my interest for the duration of the show. Your internet audio was crystal clear throughout the broadcast with no buffering. So that was again Roger Tidy of England. And that's it. Uh, that's all the time we have for the show. Thank you so much for writing in, but we always love to hear from you. So keep those letters coming. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember to check us out on Facebook and YouTube and leave us a comment. Yes, that would be great. Thank you so much, and see you next week. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.